1: you're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs
4: Daily Podcast. And Tim, yeah? OK. All right, then. And our bits, obviously. Yeah. I'll turn all this down, sorry.
3: This is... Should I turn that one down?
4: That's right, then don't worry. Here we go. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by the actor Tim Downey. You may know him as Danny, the man behind the glass in uh, Toast of London. Uh, sits alongside Clem Fandango. He's in a new sitcom. He's a proper Luton fan as well, as we discovered. Um, We spoke to another uh, Danny, a real Danny this time, Danny Kelly, who uh, brought us uh, the latest on My Sporting Life. We've been choosing one every week at random. We spoke about Glenn Hoddle today. Yeah. And we all love Glenn Hoddle. We certainly like do. We do. You get no dissenting voices in this room, certainly. And uh, Manu Tuolangi, the fine rugby player, has been doing salsa as he recovers from injury. So we spoke to a salsa teacher yeah, to tell learned. us more about the restorative powers it's, of it. It's not necessarily all in the hips. No, that's one thing that's we did I learn today. today. Yeah. Plus, we had a bit of a chat. We mm. got you involved as well. Quite a lot of ladder-based chat. There was, there was. Yeah, if you've got a ladder, you're going to love the next 40 minutes. <laughs> Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max.
3: Good afternoon, Paul. And I know everybody was with me watching Cambridge United, Scunthorpe, on yeah. the iFollow yesterday. Yeah, it, was, it, I... was, it was Brighton Palace oh, all over again, was it? You gubbed them and lost 1-0. I, honestly, this is why I've always said this. It's always just nicer to be 11th. And, <laughs> and this is the first time that I've really, I've started to get real hope slash expectation yeah. and it was a mistake it was my fault yeah and yeah they scored one they had one i think they had one kick in our half pretty much <laughs> and and you know and, and 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 there were so many times that we could have stopped this striker running through and, and it, like, he finished it well but we just didn't take our chances we didn't really work their goalkeeper and it was very frustrating but i felt this it that emptiness you feel mm. when you've been done oh yeah, yeah. Is, Quite an extraordinary sensation. I don't think it's good for you. And also, I there's something so fascinating about how biased we all are as football fans. Scunthorpe scored with 12 minutes left. Of course, they then took their time over everything. <laughs> and the, the absolute burning rage I had when I'm sitting on my sofa on my own, looking at my laptop, getting absolutely furious with them t- taking time to take I'm, throw, throw I'm ins, you know going down injured. We were one up at Port Vale on Saturday with about eight minutes. And you left. don't mind the s housery.
4: No, I didn't even notice. You don't <laughs> even notice it, do you? Oh no, no, no.
3: But yeah, I felt I felt this kind of just felt a bit sad. It's and good I, you
4: care, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, I
3: think it's it, it's you know, you're invested. I'm That's invested. The way it should I, be. I am, and I follow. Has changed. i we've said it before, but it has changed because I know the players. I know they are. You know, you, you get to know them. And,
4: yeah,
3: yeah. And well, like, Their backstories. Yeah. you get to know. <laughs> you do like the like X Factor. They do a little. Yeah, they have a little thing. Say, my great Coming granddad. Up. My great granddad's dying wish was to play right back for Cambridge. Yeah, you know, pandemic season with no fans. Um, uh, you, you, know, know p- you know, it's the budget, Paul. Oh yeah, it's it's
4: ongoing at the moment. Yeah.
3: So anyway, someone can help me with this. When I was walking in today, Mm -hmm. uh, clearly uh, on on a news report tonight somewhere about the budget, there will be footage of a £20 note flying off a a staircase, right? Because, and I presume it's something to do with, is the money all disappearing? But I was watching the the cameraman and the producer try and film this bit, and they had a £20 note, and it was Mm. on the stairs going down to Bank Tube Station. Right. And... The £20 note was on the step and there was a bloke with a massive white piece of cardboard like wafting it like this
4: <laughs> and the £20 note just wouldn't move. can not they just put it on a bit of cotton? That old <laughs> well, joke that people used to it, do where you try yeah. and pick it up and it gets moved on a bit of cotton.
3: So look, amongst the million or so people listening tonight, today if any of you do spot it on the news yeah. tonight are you going to be in it you're in the background no no I'm not No, because it was a very, it was a tight shot oh, okay. it would have it been really I'd have to really want to get in shot I'd have had to lie down it would been great if you just picked up a 20 and <laughs> run <laughs> it's, wouldn't it that's a good idea yeah. You'd, I'd have had to lie down backwards down a staircase to get my face that's uh, yeah, that shot. is quite desperate quite, for fame yeah, listen, isn't it listen, I haven't been, fame, on, hungry. haven't been on TV Gemma Collins would have done <laughs> it I haven't
4: been on TV for a while but Maybe but no. that's not the way you want to make your comeback is it lying on the steps of Bank Station trying to get in the shot and Nick twenty. Twenty quid. We always knew Rushland would be back. <laughs> we just didn't expect it. We're asking you this afternoon uh, if you ever required an item uh, and thought. am I supposed to do with that? Um, The springboard for it is Frank Lampard. We actually spoke to uh, the guys behind this. The uh, CFC UK fanzine. Uh, All the uh, readers and uh, subscribers and and, and people online who who get behind uh, the fanzine all paid a pound each to put together this fantastic banner Player, Manager, Legend for Frank Lampard. But it was up there for one game and Frank got the sack of course. And we did ask the guys, we asked at the time how they felt about it and they were Very upset that he'd not been given the the chance to put things right. So I said, "What are you going to do with the banner?" He said, "We haven't really thought about that yet because it was huge. It's one of those, you know, it was right across, right across the old shed end up on up on the top there. So um, it's a good sort of twenty rows of yeah, twenty was massive. It it was it was a very um, very big banner. So they've given it to Frank." apparently. They took the banner down and they've given it to Frank. Very kind of. So they, um, they probably came to the door, probably told him and then it was delivered, uh, Mr. Lampard, Is a banner here, uh, the player, manager, legend. Oh yeah, thanks very much. So he you know, hoiked it indoors, would have helped him in, obviously he can't help him in now, can he? So Frank would have dragged it across. Yeah. The, and Christine's going to be saying, what the hell are we going to do with that? I mean, it's. I mean, what are you going to do with it? It's I on mean, the it's landing. A lovely thing it's on have. the landing
3: for now. Isn't it? It's just it in the is. hall at the moment.
4: They're just going to step over it for a couple oh, of months yes, till till Christine exactly. insists they do something about it. I
3: mean, it would be good if Frank Lampard put it above his front door. <laughs>
4: wouldn't he? I mean, He's probably got <laughs> on a the big front old, of his he's, house. He's got a big old pile. We imagine. I, I think he, got he a big has. House. Yeah. So Maybe in the over the back garden fence.
3: Really nice. I mean, he's probably in like a gated, some sort of gated. Do you reckon you can walk up to Frank's front door? I bet you can't. No, I bet there's a buzzer. So put it, put it on the.
4: On the wall. On On the the wall wall next to the gates, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we just wondered if you've been in a situation where you've been gifted something or you've acquired something and you thought. Blimey, what the heck am I going to do
3: with that? Yes, thank you to Phil, who says, "Is what the heck am I going to do with that, what Paul said when he was given Max as a replacement for Andy? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, yeah, a bit harsh. It's a no, bit harsh. No, harsh I, it, I, I feel like it was said with love, but maybe I'm just an optimist these days. Yeah. Jason um, was really
4: gutted uh, that Cambridge lost because
3: yeah, it cost one. him £114. Uh, I get a lot of messages. Yeah. Because, I, I listen, I was disappointed we lost a Scunthorpe, mm. but I wasn't playing... And I didn't pick the team. No, it's nothing to do with you. I'm not responsible for your ACCA. Although one person sent me a message going, You owe me 56 quid. Mm. So I said, Well, what was the stake? He went, £5.20 so I sent him £5.20 but Did I'm not, not really? going to do that for d- yeah, anybody I d- I d- that you was, don't want to set a precedent only. there that was a, that one was, time only. That was
4: a one-off yeah. to put the bloke in his place yeah. so let us know anyway what the heck am I supposed to do with that talksport.com it could have been like family heirloom mm. something that was given to you something that was delivered wrongly that no one ever picked up whatever it was yeah Sean what, says I once received a strap for attaching yourself to a surfboard as a Christmas present hmm. I have never surfed <laughs> <laughs> but you've got the strap yeah, of course the options the there pay. you know you're not going to come off small acorns that's it are you it could be a Big sir if that's still a thing. I take it it is. Other waves are available. Um, the other thing was, Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, partner, Georgina, has been uh, mm-hmm. talking about life with Cristiano, what it's like. And uh, she says, we have a chef and sometimes I cook. He doesn't cook. We find that out. Uh, We also discover that he doesn't change light bulbs. Um, Changing light bulbs is out of the question. It's impossible we have such high ceilings. If you were Cristiano, uh, says Georgina, would you change a light bulb 6 metres, brackets, 18 feet, from the ground? Um, I mean, to be fair, I don't think Juve would want him to do it. It's not only fools and horses. No. Brace yourself. <laughs> brace yourself, Rodney. Um, him and Dybala either either yeah, side. Yeah, it, it, it does seem unlikely, but they probably wouldn't want him to do it. But it, it, it it's a good excuse. It's a, um, a, about from this conversation. Yes, you've got really... A, I've never seen you as exercised well, about anything. I had or. to kind of... I don't like to use the word bullying, but I did have to cajole you into buying a... when you were trying to fix your issue with the washing machine cupboard door. Yes, yes. To buying a toolbox. Yes. And you were Invested uh, forty pounds at all?
3: Absolutely
4: did. Yeah. And I know. We got. I said something. I said I, I, I do not know if uh, Cristiano's got his own ladder. And then that's when because he'd have people who'd come round mm. with a ladder. You know, he doesn't mind a call out charge. You can afford it. Yes. But I got the revelation from you that you don't own a ladder. Don't own in a ladder. any
3: shape. What about a set of steps? No, I don't think so. There might be something in the cupboard outside the front door. That, you know, that would that a, be a communal thing? That sort of thing. Made, I think flat two had a ladder. Right. And they moved to Bristol. Well, that was the go. And they moved to they Bristol. Moved, they used well, that's, to, they used to do all my printing for about four years. I couldn't wow. hook my printer up to the Wi-Fi, so I just went round there
4: and did. <laughs> you are one of those people. As I said, but I'm a friendly. If you face. have to change a light bulb, I mean, I'll take it. Your ceilings aren't—they're um, not so high, but you need six meters yeah, high. No, they're
3: not six meters. But for, for there are three light bulbs that would require, yeah, require sort of
4: standing on yeah. something.
3: Yes, but but I think I just, most- I just let it go dark.
4: So you just what you just stay in darkness rather than change a light bulb. At one point you have to go right. We've got, it. and then it's like a big old
3: day because you do all of them when there's one left.
4: How like, do you do? It? I mean, do, do, like the misses get on your shoulders. What do you do when uh, something like that that's happens? A very good question. I mean, there is one bulb that's gone in the three, and you've just and it's left been it. gone for. I'm going to say a, at least. I can't a believe year. he hasn't got a ladder. Ian Collins was walking past and talked. Right? I said, "Ian, you've got a ladder." Yeah. Call, call of course, i just got going a... around the office asking people if they have a ladder. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> I've been getting some funny looks today, so um, I've got two. Well, I've got a big ceremonial show, one. You said someone gave you. Someone gave did. you a ladder? No, no, it was uh, it was many years ago. Oh, it, yeah. was, um, yeah, it was yeah, somebody gave me a proper that's, old. That's privilege. You have ladder privilege. Heavy you heavy wasn't, ju- I wasn't given. But I already had a very lightweight aluminium one. You have a ladder. I mean, I don't do a great deal with it, but no. anyway, let us know if you've got a ladder or not. I come, think Paul come believes, to this, listeners, Paul thinks, National Sports Radio <laughs> Paul Station. Paul thinks I'm
3: the only person who doesn't have a ladder. Yeah, and well,
4: I, I bet there's more. Okay, well, look, you don't look, don't... <laughs> worry yourself too much about it text, in passing in <laughs> passing yes yeah, not a scam in <laughs> passing um, when you're telling us about the great excuses you've encountered or tried out on people like cristiano to his missus uh, and indeed items that you thought what the heck am i supposed to do with that the
1: hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
2: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom
0: you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast here
6: I am
4: salsa for you because uh, Manitoulagie, the England sales centre, has been learning uh, a bit of salsa to aid recovery mm. from injury, we're told. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's an Achilles injury. So I'd never thought of salsa. As a form of kind of sporting rehab, it would be well down the list, wouldn't it? He's doing well. He's only a couple of Harry saying a couple of weeks off. <laughs> me and it. Kev, me and Kev had him salsa in, and he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Was salsa the of, of all the dances? Did you think salsa was the highest of the the recovery? Or would you say a tango would be sort of would stretch you out a oh, bit w- more? Oh well, I would say an Argentinian tango, all those kind of dips yeah, and quick turns. I mean, that is a, quads, that's, yeah, that's a that's a proper workout, mm, I think isn't so, it? Yeah. I imagine Harry and Kev would have him doing March of the Mods or the Okie Cokey <laughs> or knees up Mother Brown, of course. Anyway, let's find out some more about it. Uh, Maria Palmieri is the founder and director of SalsaTropical.com. Maria, good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon.
4: Have you ever heard of of your great love, Salsa, being used um, uh, as a sporting rehabilitation tool?
7: Uh, Not specifically, but Salsa thinks it's a very gentle exercise and it just helps with your overall well-being including uh, the hips and the ankle and your feet. So I can see that it's very, very helpful and healing for anybody, really.
3: Is, is it all in the hips, Maria? That's the question.
7: No, no, no. Okay. This is the wrong uh, idea. It's actually your knees that create the rotation and the movement on your hips. It's called the Cuban motion. So the bend and extend of your knees, they create the movement of the hips. So it's a consequence of the bend and extend of your knees.
3: Right, I see. So it's moving the knees helps the hips sort of be themselves rather than... Exactly. I've been going wrong by leading with the hips. You've been all bit hip. You've looked a bit weird, have <laughs> you? Yeah, it? you'd look down <laughs> on me, Maria, with my... Oh. And, and, and,
7: wrong technique.
3: I need lessons. And, and specifically, this is, you know, this is... I don't know if you, if you know who Manu, Manu Tuilagi is, but he's got a big old unit. Yes, he's a big boy. Um, why would it be good for his ankles?
7: Well, it's great because obviously it's a gentle exercise. Mm. You are stepping. Dancing is like dancing salsa. It's like walking. It's a gentle walking. So you are just stepping very gently, keeping your ankles moving. And uh, obviously uh, the gentle exercise is a healing uh, activity, although the physiotherapists tell you not to do anything for a long time. Obviously it depends on the uh, uh, how your injury is if it's really serious but as a, with a gentle exercise you actually get the blood flowing you get everything helping with your immune system and uh, definitely you're just going to be healed
4: I suppose it's a lot, it's fun. It's a fun way to rehab, isn't it? It's a bit of a break. It's exactly. not in the gym and it's, uh, it, yeah, it's just yeah. a bit of fun. Um, it's uh, w- yeah. Mm. I mean, from your point of view, I suppose that your group lessons mm-hmm. have obviously had to stop because, you know, it's quite tactile. You're dancing with a partner. They're very close together. So exactly. have you been doing virtual mm-hmm. lessons, uh,
7: Maria? Yes, we're currently running Zoom lessons, which is mainly footwork. Mm-hmm. We do on um, two styles for footwork for salsa, footwork for bachata, and lazy styling. So those are really great and focus a whole hour session on footwork, which helps with your coordination, your musicality, and the well-being because you're still having fun with the music, and you're doing like a solo dancing. The solo dancing, in fact, is the foundation for you to uh, do your partner dancing right. you're not you cannot do partner dancing unless your solo dancing is very sharp
4: okay um,
3: we were talking just before about you know different dances you know for for you know different injuries is, is there a mm-hmm. rivalry between you know the salsa dancers and the rumba dancers and the tango dancers are all are, are all the dancing you know uh, does everyone love everyone in the dancing world <laughs>
7: Well, it's not exactly like that, but uh, I, I believe all dances are beautiful. I train; I'm a professional dancer, so I train in all many styles and all styles and contemporary and so forth. Uh, they help each other, uh, but there is a preference of uh, the music. The music is the soul of dance. Mm. So when you're dancing salsa, it's a very happy music, which helps you to feel good. It's happy, it's lively. So um, more often you come out of there, you know, feeling happy. Yeah. Uh, Whereas some other music, it's a little bit more quiet. Tango is beautiful. It's dramatic. It just, it just gives you a different feeling. And it has a totally different technique. Roomba, it's a little bit slower as well. It's more hip movement. So it really depends on the emphasis that, you know, you wanted to choose. And uh, I think for generally Generally speaking, for a normal person, the salsa is the easier one to start off with.
4: Yeah, because you do mambo and cha-cha-cha as well, I see from the website. But, of course, mambo is only for the center (laughs) half. There's a gag in there somewhere if you've you've got time to work it out. So, um, when can you... I mean, not long now, Maria. Hopefully you can get back and get your classes and get people in person. Whereabouts are you? Tell us where where you do your thing.
7: So, we were... uh, We originally at the Holborn Station. We Mm -hmm. just moved to a new venue, which is in Canary Wharf. And it's a beautiful hall, which is actually a church hall, uh, which is quite, uh, you know, in a way there is no alcohol there, so people don't have expectations. They come to learn. We are a school. uh, And we uh, we run about six levels of salsa. So we run several levels there. Mm -hmm. And people, sometimes they come for two-hour sessions. Wow. And, uh, it's, and they can develop from level one, two, three, four, five, six so uh, awesome. and we, we run regular workshops so they can get an intensive as well if they want to do intensively, and then back to the, and join the group lessons. We have online video classes, wow. we also have the bachata classes, which are great. It's more partner work, people who are couples. You know, start with bachata. Nice. So there is a wide variety. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're going to be starting soon. And uh, you, people can choose. We, we have memberships. They can just do all classes mm. uh, with the membership or choose the day. So it's, you know, we just keep it really flexible.
4: Fantastic. Well, look, good luck when you come back. Yeah, com. Go and check it out online. You find out about the teachers and the classes they offer. And uh, thank you very much, Maria. Thank you, Maria.
7: Thank you. Have a great day. Take yep. care.
4: Maria Palmieri there, founder and director of Salstra. Mambo number five, in case you yes. couldn't be bothered. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, you just, it. I mean, well, okay. I mean, I'm not asking you to fall off your seat, but, no. you know, it was no, just, listen, a, just a mild like, diversion. Yeah, You've got the nice. idea with
3: that. I haven't got a, I've got, I'm missing a meniscus in my left knee. Really? Man, so I might be a right-kneed salsa dancer. I wonder what that would look like. <laughs> a one-kneed, <laughs> look like a
4: one knee salsa dancer. Adam says,
3: Adam says, I too don't have a ladder or a stepladder. Well done, Adam. Which became a problem during the storms a few years, ago few weeks ago when my roof sprung a leak. This meant having to call my dad at 3am on a Saturday. Safe to say I wasn't in the good books that morning. I have now invested in a telescopic one.
4: See what happens. There we go. You, need, you don't know An you need one. An emergency ladder. You don't know you need one until you need one and then you need one. That's, it, that's w- what happens. It, it won't surprise you to know,
3: hmm. Paul, that I discovered that it's more expensive to join the AA if you are... Uh, stationary on the hard shoulder on the Hammersmith flyover.
4: Ah, so there <laughs> we are. Yeah, you don't get the discounts no, you because don't. you are no. a lamb to the slaughter, no. really, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, our old mate Crackers over in Lanzarote has sent us hashtag ladders of Lanzarote. Oh, marvellous. It's kind of ladder porn. Three pictures of ladders in various, or four ladders actually, two mm. in one place. He's, he's laddered up to the max. Marvellous. And I think ladders of Lanzarote feels like a, a, um, a calendar. I think it would be nice one with a bit of snow on in December if you can possibly do ah, that, that in, in Lanzarote that is lovely
3: in Thank you spring for, like, like a, a little step ladder in spring because it's that would know, be nice and in it, it? full summer it's like they're really big Yeah, just the and ladders an, though We don't have them adorned an old ladder in autumn you know. uh, yeah sort of
4: the whole life cycle ladders of Lanzarote yeah. you'd Absolutely. make a four, nice yeah. charity idea we'll leave that with you crackers
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport
4: every week around this time we're dipping into the My Sporting Life uh, archive the excellent series presented in the uh, main by Danny Kelly of course here on Talk Sport all all the My Sporting Lines are available uh, on the app and you can listen to them all at your leisure. Sport's great and good in a long-form uh, conversation talking about their uh, life and career. Uh, good afternoon, Danny. Hello, Paul. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, one of our mutual footballing heroes uh, you spoke to uh, for this particular episode, um, grandfather clock Glenn
5: Hoddle. I mean, look, it was a particularly special one for me because, uh, you know, you, you, like you, I grew up watching him play. I think I worked out that the season Spurs were in the old Division too. I watched every game that he played home and away. Mm. Um, it's just one of those things. Um, we were almost exactly the same age, Glenn and I, as well. So although he was, um, at the time, because of everything that happened with the England manager and all the rest of it, he was he was a little bit reticent at first. He warmed up because these things take several hours to record, mm. um, and, and of course he's been since his illness. And people realised what we were in danger of losing. I think he's been very much rehabilitated with the public, and of course that reached its apex the other day. Um, when he was in the mass singer. I mean, he yeah. couldn't imagine him doing that 10 years ago, could you? <laughs> no. He did
4: live, I remember Crooksy telling me years ago he was often singing in the shower. He was always singing around the. You know, he, he, does, he does love to sing, so probably that was an extension what, of that.
3: What a player!
4: You mm. know, because yeah. obviously I got
3: oh. my dad making me watch Tottenham all the time, and he's mm. just his touch and those some of those goals, that one v Oxford. You know, when he drops the shoulder yeah. and then the goalkeeper isn't there. I mean, it's just one of the most beautiful "I'm better than this" yeah. moments on a football. And
4: pitch. I, I, don't, I was I was there that night. I'm sure you were as well, Danny, when he played alongside Maradona in uh, in Aussie's oh. testimonial, which was which was fantastic. And um, you had a conversation about Maradona. I think we're going to play a little clip now.
6: The first goal was a little bit of him. You saw the character of him there. Where were you did. on the pitch, Dan? Could you I, see I it? I saw it. I saw it, and, and Dan, my guts just turned. I, I'm One of them men, I think it was Terry Fennick were chasing the referee. And it was my guts were churning because I knew he couldn't really change his decision. The linesman was running back. But I, I knew it was such an injustice. I saw him handball the ball. And I couldn't believe at such a big moment that, that this... This decision was going against us, and I had all these emotions going through me. That that's it took, it, I had to almost slap myself on the pitch to get myself going after two or three minutes because I felt it was such an injustice. I couldn't believe. I felt as if I was dreaming. If I'm uh, if I'm honest, and uh, the second goal, well, what, what he did there was pure genius. And I tell you why it was genius. The Azteca was one of the greatest stadiums you'd ever play in. It was a beautiful stadium, but the pitch was poor it was gra- long long grass, Tufty, long grass, yeah, yeah really long but rutty as well underneath it was completely rutty how he scored that goal beating six players and keeping it under that control at that pace I do not know he eclipses everyone even pele in my in my opinion
5: oh interesting wow yeah, interesting. Hey. i mean i've always I've, I've interviewed for my sporting life and elsewhere lots of the England players were on the pitch for the hand of gold goal. I always like to ask them, where were you? Because, of mm. course, wherever they're in different spots, they got a different geographical view. Some of them saw it absolutely clearly. Yeah. And others, others were just trotting back to the centre circle, what, wondering what uh, Glenn Hoddle and Terry Fenwick were doing their nuts about. I <laughs> think um, it's it's, 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 uh, mm. it's like anything in life where you've got a number of eyewitnesses. Everyone is seeing slightly different versions of the truth, aren't they?
4: You, you mentioned that his time as England manager was was quite uh, controversial, and um, mm. uh, our own Ray Parler will regale you, regale you of tales now and again of uh, oh. Eileen Drury, and, and you had a chat, of course, with the, the effectively the faith healer that was in in the camp, and he took a lot of heat for that. But I know he, he spoke to you about. It. Let's hear what he had to say.
6: It wasn't right with what what happened. Um, the things that they said weren't what I quoted, and unfortunately. Uh, uh, it's nobled after the Prime Minister turned around and said, Well, if he has said that. And it was about the disabled being mm. punished. And that's never been my belief. I've never said that. It's not a punishment. I do believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. I've gone on record and said that before the World Cup. But that's a personal choice. But it's, uh, you have that choice to come back. That actual person, I believe, has that choice to come back. It's not a punishment. And that's why I tried to uh, say to the reporter time and time again. But he was on another agenda, I feel. And in the end, you know, when the FA didn't back me on that, that was the problem. That's when I thought, well, no, actually, I, do I really want to work for people that haven't shown me, you know, the sincerity and the strength behind me? In the end, I thought, well, no, I, I won't continue. But the thing that really, really frustrates me, and even to this day, is that I felt in 98, we may have had a chance of winning the World Cup. We had a good enough squad. Um, but I felt we had a great chance of, of, of producing a team that could go and win the Euros in, in 2000.
4: There we are chatting about the the controversial way he he left the job. Um,
5: Really interesting, though, wasn't it? Because, um, you know, we we think of cancel culture as a really modern thing that we're all arguing about at the moment. But there was one of the really early examples of where not what somebody did um, or even what they said, but the way they expressed themselves Mm. uh, led to them losing a very high profile job. Um, you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like Big Sam sat, sat in a bar with a with a pint of uh, champagne, mm. um, offering his services to, to uh, people outside the England camp. But it, uh, um, it, it was a, it was it was a different thing. I, look, I don't. I don't share Glenn's belief in reincarnation. But if he if he turns out to be right, I'd like to come back as Glenn Hoddle. So <laughs> just, like, <talking laughs>
3: yeah. right it was really <laughs> interesting hearing that because I've never heard him talk about that, and I've always presumed that he did say. You know, and I, I don't look back now, but it, it is a really interesting point. And the point you make about you know being cancelled and people being cancelled, and had that not happened, had he not said stuff, had he yeah. kept his job, what might have happened in Euro two thousand? You know,
4: you do feel that you know it, he has been lost to management to an extent. I mean, Wolves was the last time, yeah. wasn't it? And for whatever reason, it, it didn't quite work out. But uh, you know, I was fortunate myself and Andy watched a game with him over in. In um, Brazil, when we were there, just sat and watched the game with Glenn, which was just a great, a great honour and a real education. Just in talking us through yeah. a fairly meaningless group game. He is—he's fascinating when you're sitting with him and he's spotting stuff that you wouldn't spot in a million years. It's—he seems to enjoy the punditry, as we know he likes to sing, and he discussed that yeah. as well. Of course, he made—he made a record with Chris Waddle, didn't he? Uh, Diamond Lights and went on top of the pops. Let's, uh, let's, let's
6: find out more about that. In the end, we, they did it and we did a video and I said, oh my word, what we got ourselves into? But then that, it got in the charts. It got in the charts and then, you know, I think it was number 10 or something like that, but great experience. It was, it was a wonderful Can you remember
5: experience. who else was on that edition of Top of the
6: Pops? What other groups were on? Yeah, uh, we followed and this was more embarrassing than anything, we followed Five Star and remember Five Star? They yeah, were all course. in sync, weren't they? They were spinning around, and then I think it was Kid Jensen or someone. He said, and that was Five Star, and now over to Chris and Glenn. And we're on the other side of the studio, absolutely <laughs> petrified. Oh, my word. And and the lead-up all through the day, we'd done the record six or seven weeks before. We'd forgot the lyrics. Of course,
5: yeah. So you're, the, not, you're not performers, I, I are I you? Said
6: to the, I said to the guy, you must get the tape. It was a tape at the time, a, a CD, in the car when they pick us up, because we, we from from Chesnick Training Ground, to to Shepherds Bush all we did is sing in the back of the car to, to get the lyrics right and just to sort of try and get it right. What because it? it was live as well. I
4: imagine they would have looked fairly slightly sort of lump and dance moves after the slickness of five stars, oh, of five
3: <laughs> five stars. They had a second single, which I think is called It's
4: Goodbye. It's Goodbye, it's yeah. It's worth checking out. It had a very similar feel. It had a very similar sound. Are you, what are you suggesting? One, it, one trick ponies? It, it wasn't a massive <laughs> departure from the
5: sound, really. The wall of sound, was that game, was though. Diamond Lights. It, 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 Again, Glenn Howell finds himself, um, you know, the centre of something because um, that really. And somebody will put me right on this. That's the we, during the 70s and the early 80s, footballers made pop records semi-seriously, and that mm. was semi-serious. Uh, and of course, the idea now um, that you know Bruno Fernandez is going to team up <laughs> uh, with Scott McTominay and make a and make a duet to yeah. go on top of the pops or whatever the current equivalent is. He's just so beyond the realms of imagination. Yeah, I mean, he was the—he was one of the last of those footballer hits, which is, you know, for those of us who are old enough. It- the idea of footballers going on football was just so brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I
3: will happily take um, uh, if you want to give us two footballers and the song they should yeah. sing. To yeah, release. if you want, Danny's, Danny's creating content yeah, for exactly, us this yeah. afternoon. God bless McTominay you. McTominay and Fernandez, and uh, uh,
4: what would be the song? I don't know what it would it be. Donna, where's your trousers? Would they go down the McTominay or the Fernandez route? I don't know. Why not? I just come the down portu- from the Isle of Skye. <laughs> Portuguese vibe. Yeah, that would be good. I imagine it wouldn't be going very well for McTominay, but Bruno would get him out of trouble. Done. Trousers <laughs> yeah that's right. it Danny thank you cheers, good to talk Danny. to you we'll catch you with you next week
5: absolutely cheers man Bye-bye. bye bye
4: there we are Danny Kelly there, the host of My Sporting Life and um, there's Glenn's uh, My Sporting Life all the My Sporting Lives from the, the best uh, the top names from the world of sport all available at the uh, TalkSport app easy to download the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport Channel 5 has a new sitcom on my 5. It's called Hapless. uh, Before we speak to Tim Downey about it and, indeed, uh, his love of loot in town, Mm. Uh, let's uh, hear
2: a little bit from Hapless. Look at this. Doubly delicious. How could anything be doubly delicious? I see. Now, what is it that you'd like me to do? Well, surely there must be some, I don't know, select committee that deals with trading standards. There is. You know, companies should be able to back up these claims. When you go to Perfect Pizza, you don't expect the pizza to be perfect. I do. Last night, I went to a takeaway called Best Kebab. It's just a name. Yes, but if it says Best Kebab, surely, surely it should be the Best Kebab. In Finchley, in London, the Best Kebab globally, Waitrose Essentials, they're not exactly essential, are they? I mean, we don't need them. We could live without them. Yes, but that's my point, yes? Surely you should be standing up for the little people in the face of big business. I think you're getting us confused with the Labour Party. The two
3: the two kebab shops I live nearest to are both called Best Kebab and one wow. has Best in
4: brackets. Really?
3: Yes. Why in brackets? <laughs> I don't, I it can't stand, can't stand, stand it.
4: up. Un, unnecessary parentheses got an asterisk next yeah. to it. Um Tim good afternoon. Good afternoon guys. How are you? Yeah, we're good, we're, we're good uh, thank you. Good it's, good. Yeah, it's, this was originally on Amazon, is that right? The the sitcom. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. And um, it was called The Jewish Inquirer, wasn't it, at that stage? Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. So tell us a bit. I mean, we've got a flavour there, the kind of style of it, but tell us a bit more about your character.
1: Well, Paul is – I like to think of him as a hopeless romantic. He's not. He is a bit of a klutz. He is kind of at war with the minor things in the world. You know, things like, for instance, something that really winds me up is someone who is driving and just uses their hazards – for no reason (laughs) not a hazard you know oh i'm turning left put my hazards on no you don't need that i'm just gonna stop in the middle of the road you don't need to do that it's not a hazard (laughs) that winds me up and i think paul is that kind of guy little things like we heard in that clip of things being the best Well, it's not the best it's semantics it's you know picking about tiny little things Hmm. um and it's as you can imagine he doesn't have a very easy ride of the world where you don't kind of go no i'm not gonna let that slip i've got a really drill down into the detail <laughs> so um that, that, yes
3: that's that, that room i mean that sounds a bit sort of like larry larry david and right? there's no great i mean I, don't yeah. think, I think curb is probably the greatest comedy i've seen are there similarities would you say
1: yeah yeah very very much yeah it does share a great a great deal of similarities with that and it also shares things that, that we do best the british comedy does best you know things like rising damp i think we've talked about you know gary and i were talking about things like rising damp and 40 towers and you know they are greats in them and incredible comic creations. Um, and I think if we get, you know, even two percent close to that, then we're getting, you know, we're getting somewhere. But they all share that kind of great British tradition of someone who's a bit of an underdog and a bit of a fool trying to kind of get on in the world in the best way, the best way he can. But life is just not it's just not going his way, really. So are they all available to watch on, on My Five? Yep, all available, they're all up um as of yesterday, no as of Monday. So yep, they're all there. Go watch and enjoy. And I pres- I presume sorry Paul, yeah. you,
3: you make it and then Amazon have it. And then when do you find out that they've changed the name of it and put it on terrestrial
1: TV? Well, you don't. Usually you you, you just got kind of to suddenly go, oh they've done that. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, that's fine. That's fine. No, that'd be that'd be nice. Yeah. Um so yeah, you know, things are done uh, that you just kind of go oh okay that's just moved now and it's kind of traded or however these things work i've got no idea it's like the transfer market's um,
3: like 3.6 million with exactly. a, a signing yeah. on fee yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> very much and suddenly someone pops up somewhere else you going what on earth are they doing? <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, just one of those things.
4: As we said, people will know you f- uh, from Toast, uh, alongside mm. Clem Fandango uh, uh, in the uh, in the voiceover booth. Um, yeah, uh, that looks like that looks like a lot of fun to do. I would imagine sometimes oh. when they cut to you and you're you're laughing at Toast, I would imagine you're laughing at the performance quite often, aren't you?
1: oh it, it has been some of the hardest work <laughs> genuinely that I've ever had to do Just sit there because as you know you know we're just this kind of real stern bored looking characters that have no joy in life mm. and so but when you're confronted with some of the things that is in front of you, you just think I can't I can't do this yeah. no one can do this <laughs> one of the hardest things I think I had to do was when I was having a sex change, and <laughs> yes, the guy that was doing 50, the sex change—fifty quid, wasn't it? You went for twenty quid, twenty quid, 20, twenty quid, was any more. Make you look like a uh, llama. Yeah. I went, like, oh no, I can't do this. No, I can't do this. This is not how. No, and this was like ten o'clock in the morning. No, can't. No, this is just too much. Yeah. But yeah, it's such, the, a, such such fun.
4: The other one uh, when uh, when um, Matt Berry went toast and uh, and Ray Purchase made the specialist film. They had to overdub the <laughs> specialist <laughs> oh, adult movie oh, together. Don't. That was that looked like they cut to you guys and, and you were really laughing, not uh, oh, not for the cameras. Was,
1: that was one of the because where they posi- they positioned us all unnaturally mm. close to each other, like unnaturally close. Mm. So they were almost touching noses. They were that close to do. <laughs> Those kind of real guttural sounds. And mm. then we were usually way back, but they said, no, 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 you can come, come, really come forward. And so then we had to kind of go, yeah, that's great. If you just get a bit more. And it was honestly,
0: <laughs> it was the
1: hardest thing I've ever had to do. The yeah. funniest thing I think I've ever witnessed yeah. in in it, real life. But it, yeah, it great. is brave. you You, you are, have to watch it.
4: Though. Yeah, no, yeah. so it's, it's, we're going to check yeah, out, they're you all do. available on, on Channel 4 as well. And um, uh, you're a Luton fan, is this right, Tim? I am a Luton fan
1: for my sins.
4: Yes, yeah. I
3: am. I'm looking at I'm looking, Tim, at the uh, uh the Wikipedia of the Littlewood's Cup final in 1988. <clears throat> I'm thinking I'm looking at sort of how old oh. you are, and that must have been that is like peak, that must be peak Luton, right? You know, is that Brian Steele in
1: the last minute? What oh Ashley Grimes, yeah. the Steam yeah. Brothers, Seeley, the well not Seeley, because actually he, he got injured, so it was Andy Dibble. Yeah, um, yeah um, who was in goal on that uh, on that occasion. But I mean, just extraordinary I was I actually found a picture of me at the, at the old Wembley turnstiles mm. with my little boater and scarf and it was literally a high watermark like I've never I've never had before or since tears in my eyes not even at the birth of my own children <laughs> but I remember tears in my eyes when we won that and I genuinely thought this is it yeah everyone at the time was like supporting Liverpool or Arsenal because we where you know because where we are mm. and uh, I thought well this is it we're joining the big leagues little did I know that was it. Yes. That, that was it. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. That's it. So, well, I see.
4: Last night was the first win at the city ground for 38 years, we're told, that one we yeah. one against Forest last night. So, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah. and also for the fact that we beat Sheffield Wednesday the other day after 2-0 down, we have not, even if someone scores against us once, we will not win. Yeah, This is just a given. <laughs> we just will not do it. Um, but to come back from two goals in the way that we did, I think that's really given us a real real lease of life. And yeah, we know it's it's difficult being a Luton fan. We don't have any money. We just don't have any. We have salary caps. It's it's difficult, but we are really punching above our weight yeah. um at the moment. So I'm immeasurably proud uh, the- of what of what goes on there, it's extraordinary.
3: I just say the away end at Kenilworth Road is the coldest oh, yeah. I've ever been. I'm a Cambridge fan, Tim, and, well, and clearly uh, not been to Boundary well, Park. then. that's true. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> but, but it is one of those great stages when you walk in, you mm. walk basically through people's houses. That's right. You yeah, can yeah. see in yeah. the winter, you can see what yeah. toilet cleaner they have. I mean, yeah. it's that much detail. It's
4: great. It's a great. do You don't. Get, yeah, you don't, you don't ah, yeah. get that at, uh, at the Emirates. Um, look, good to talk to you. Thanks, uh, we wish you well with uh, happiness Tim. You? Thanks very much. Take care.
1: Thank you very much to you
4: guys. Yeah, happiness on My5. You can download uh, all of them. and That was uh, Tim Downey there. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We mentioned earlier on that the Chelsea fans who played for that huge banner that was hanging at the shed end for Frank Lampard that uh, said uh, player, manager, legend, have actually given it to Frank now. And uh, there would have been a point where Frank would have thought, What the heck am I going to do with this? You've been telling us similar stories. I have experience of this, says Kevin. My wife was a—is um, that the one? Is that I mean? Yes, my wife was a fairly prominent 800-meter uh, runner. And in the build-up to the 2012 Olympics, our town created banners to hang from the local street lamps featuring local Olympic hopefuls. After the games, they asked if we'd like it, and off I was most excited by with images of it hanging outside our house. It's been in the shed since. They've not, it's just quite hard to find uh, room for it, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. 64 FC says I was about to deliver a
3: lecture in Korea. My colleague said he'd spotted the gifts—a 3 feet ceramic kimchi. How the hell do you get that on a plane? That's a good point. (laughs) Uh,
4: Another one as well, this one very quickly from Matt in Chorley. Um, What what am I going to do with that? He said, many moons ago, mildly inebriated, at a sportsman's dinner, I ended up bidding on a life-size lion cuddly toy. (laughs) Uh, I can distinctly remember my wife's face when she arrived to collect me in the following uh, effort to squeeze it into our car by putting the seats down. My wife actually out of the woods, what are we going to do with that? I was however promoted to legend status with the kids for about 20 4 hours until we all realized it was far too big to keep. We literally had to dedicate a room to its existence. Um its fate was sealed and swiftly donated to a local children's hospice. So thank you for that Matt. goffey and someone should ask goffey on the Talksport 2 team. Uh, he
3: told me before Christmas that he he bumped into someone who gave him a life-sized metal rhinoceros. Yeah. And and he got it shipped to his house without telling Mrs. Goff. So <laughs> I don't know what the well, end of that story he's, is. So he's involved... To tomorrow him and KP are
4: involved in a bit of, of rhino con- uh, yeah, uh, conservation, aren't they? So I, I'll take it it's related. He's probably not surprised to see rhinos turn up. Bit of deli Belly among the England team as well. They oh, yeah, really? And, about this day, no, and um, Goffy always said a little nip of whiskey. That was his tip to us. He may be talking about that tomorrow when this subject comes up. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, look he said he always felt a little nip of whiskey before he went to bed. He never had any problems, he said, when he played in oh, India. He'll be telling you about that, No out at 3.45am tomorrow. I got uh, it in Goa once and I
3: would a whiskey would not have helped to keep that down. That
4: <laughs> wouldn't have done got, the job. then I
3: got dysentery. But anyway, it's a different Anyway,
4: story. so yeah, yeah, I hope you haven't enjoyed your late lunch. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Today, uh,
3: it's breaking news. I don't know if we have the, the jingle. Uh, Swansea City is pleased to announce a new partnership with the Turmeric Company for the remainder of the 2021 season as the club's official Turmeric Supplier oh. uh, the company who will supply products for the club's first team and academy teams was founded by the Wales International Hal
4: Robson-Carno How, I knew you were going to say that because Hal's been on the show with us tomorrow Talking to, about uh, already to talk about the, the joys of uh, Turmeric, yeah, he's yes. talked about turmeric it. Or turmeric? turmeric or turmeric? I think it's probably turmeric, isn't Is it? it? Yeah, I think okay, it's many apologies. To turmeric, to the, uh, turmeric, turmeric. Yeah, probably he's probably.
3: Anyway, some breaking news. So they're going to they're not going to yeah. be taking turmeric or turmeric from anyone else. Okay. Just from Hal Robson. Just from Hal. That's good. For Keeping now. it Welsh. That's Absolutely. Good. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Some balance for the Swansea fans. They can't be angry at three forty-five yeah. when we talk Cardiff now.
4: It's it, if you're uh, in the accountants uh, office at Wigan Athletic. Yes, I'm
3: not often. But, if, you know, is, is you, my, you would occasionally hear me. a
4: roar uh, okay. during possibly Brighton games, Swansea games, uh, or even Sunderland games, because mm-hmm. it's it, in a kind of one of these things that tells you why it's so important that they have good sell-on clauses and interesting in clauses in, in contracts. Um, Wigan will collect two hundred and fifty pound. Sorry, two hundred and fifty pounds. That make a difference. Two hundred and fifty thousand pounds from Brighton if Brighton stay in the Premier League. It was part of the deal for Dan Byrne. and they've got a similar thing going on with Jason Lowe at Swansea if they went into the Premier League, and uh, Kiefer Moore at Cardiff. Right. So obviously, in the accounts department of Wigan, they're punching the air when these teams win and start heading into the playoffs. Uh, Eight hundred thousand. 800,000 low went for another 100 grand that would be worth to them. 400,000 uh, from uh, Keith Amore from the two million sale. And even, um, I think, Will Grigg, they'd get a bit of money out of that deal, sending him to Sunderland if Sunderland went up. And as for Carlisle, uh, Carlisle uh, get 10,000 pounds uh, every time Dean Henderson plays for Manchester United. Fine. They, must be work- they want a nice long run in the Carabao Cup don't they really? they are, they, are, they want a, calf, a De Gea calf strain Yeah. Don't they? they must be thinking oh, 10 grand every time Rans, he's he pulled plays. up it doesn't look bad but he has pulled up he might be a couple that's of brilliant. weeks but it's good isn't that's it that's interesting I mean obviously with transfer fees there are all sorts of you know they're not all in your mind you just think they go here's a cheque and it's just there but yeah.
3: all sorts of installments and all these things you find out who owes who
4: and who owes but it the makes one. you realise why these are so important yeah, when there's so massive, much money massive. riding on it
3: yeah A yeah. um, couple of things from yesterday that mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to bring up. One oh, yeah. was, you know, we were doing those montages for, you know, when Facebook mo- or your phone just makes a montage of... of your like own. happy
4: memories yeah. for you, and some of them, I mean, the best one was Chris uh, in Bakewell, who it um, basically did a his garage on fire. Yes. All montage, <laughs> set the jaunty music of his garage on fire with his car inside exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It stemmed from me having hives and taking photos of the
3: rash in different uh, areas to yeah. send to the doctor. Rich said, um, after the show, he got sent, uh, your holiday and Luton is what they called it oh. full of pictures of risk assessments waste bins forklift trucks trip hazards from a health health and safety inspection I did round a chemical factory to the, to the sound of a steel drum band <laughs>
4: <laughs> isn't that great there must be some kind of um, there's an algorithm there must but there yeah. must be an algorithm that says that isn't lots of People drinking cocktails on a beach—it's—it's it's a bin in Luton. <laughs> it's a bin round the back of the Arndale Centre. I mean, surely something in that algorithm that says we won't put, we won't set that to the uh, a steel band. Someone sent me, a, uh, also sent me a montage of basically him
3: taking his two-year-old son to feed the ducks, hmm. but the music was kind of thrash metal. It was incredibly <laughs> intense. Um, also, on a point of order yeah. yesterday. Um, Charlie and Austin and I had a disagreement. He hmm. did drive yesterday. He's very good at it, I think. Yeah. Um, as to who knocked on whose taxi. Yeah. Uh, on the day that they got promoted yep. to the Premier League, Bobby Zamora in the last minute. Hmm. And you uh, should you maintain that I maintain that I was in the taxi and Charlie Austin knocked on the door. Was it on the, in the street at near Shaftesbury yeah. Avenue and he exactly. spotted you exactly? Charlie said it was. I was walking past and knocked on his taxi. Adrian instantly took Charlie's side. Yeah. I don't know why that is. <laughs> but I went and found the photo mm. from 2014. And I it's clear
4: that I am nearer the taxi door.
3: Yeah. So I, it, it is impossible. If I'm being unless, Poirot here...
4: Unless he's got goal side... Unless you've got, as a, maybe you've got goal side. Right. Or you, he's turned me. He's, he's, turned he might have turned possibly. you. He, he, you know, well, he was about to be a exactly. Premier League centre forward I, at I that I tweeted point.
3: Charlie this. And I said, Look, I'm obviously on the door side. So you've knocked on my. Because after the show, I was like, I'm convinced I've not made well, this. And up. you'd had
4: a drink and he hadn't. Because well, he just won a playoff final and he was just to go out to celebrate. I'd he might have had, had, had more, a glass of champagne. I'd had
3: more drinks, but he had a couple. Right, I okay. Think. But he said that was his good side. But I can't imagine Charlie would say, "Look, say, look, can't have a photo on this side than the other." very important to well, get this right I'm, well, not, it's, a, it's I'm not lying Charlie no. Austin's a liar and of, for Adrian well, that's Durham that's a bold
4: claim for, Charlie Austin's for, a liar 08717
3: adri- for Adrian Durham to instantly take Charlie Austin's side shows yeah. that Adrian I believe has well, look, an agenda against he me he was about
4: to do three hours radio with a fella he's not going to take your side and hang Charlie out to dry because no, it would have no. been a bit eggy for the next three hours would it if no, he keeps no, coming no. back well, to if he doesn't have integrity for that Adrian what has he got if you say to him you know <laughs> Manchester <laughs> City can they do it and I say don't care don't care if you're calling me a liar it wouldn't been, it wouldn't have been easy, would it? I wouldn't think. Um, uh, would you like to know about a loud golden retriever? You just looked at me. Uh, y- yeah, I'm quite a bit of... Yeah, yeah, what, golden, golden, yeah, I got, what,
3: well, I've got some sort of news of
4: something very loud and very quiet. If you want
3: mm-hmm. golden retriever, both from the start today. the the fact of the day, golden retriever Charlie belted out the world's loudest bark. Wow. 113 decibels. The same as a leaf blower in Australia in 2012. I presume that is... The same as a leaf blower, and it happened in Australia in 2012, not an Australian leaf blower. And do you remember one of our, everyone's got a podcast these days, haven't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. one of our best guests that we've had together, Sooty.
4: Um, He was great on the podcast, Sooty, yeah, yeah. Mute
3: puppet Sooty has shared a podcast featuring two minutes of silence. Mm. The yellow bear... May have been mocking the current trend for celebrities to launch their own shows as he released the hilarious clip of Dead Air. There he are. So well done to Sooty for entering the podcast uh,
4: world. Adrian Durham's been in touch. He said <laughs> Max admitted he was drunk. Well, so I, I think drunk. I think he's working on the basis that you, you were very drunk, Charlie wasn't, so his memory was going to be sketchy. If I'm
3: so drunk, I'm not going to stagger out of a taxi any further than I need to stagger, Yeah, <laughs>
4: I? Well, I don't know. I'm look, interested it's,
3: that Adrian couldn't come direct mm, to me with this. Was I
4: suppose, it, ultimately, one way I look at it is it doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> is it arguably, arguably, you're right. <laughs> that is one way. But then, if
3: you want to get existentialist about it, Paul, does anything matter?
4: No, that's 8717. So, off we so. go, then. Off, off we go with that one. Talk nihilism. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily
3: podcast from Talk Sport.
4: There we are, that was this afternoon show. Are you tempted to go out and buy a ladder now, the way that I shamed you into buying a um, toolbox? I think it, if I get to the stage where I
3: really desperately need a ladder... You'll just get one. I'll
4: get a ladder. Prime maybe
3: it. I will. I, You know, in many ways... When that know, final bulb goes, yeah. when you're sitting in complete darkness... Yeah, OK, I'll get a ladder. I'll get a ladder. In many ways, you are sort of... You're the, the sort I'm turning
4: you into a much older man.
3: Well, no, you're. Be, you're smoking a pipe I, by the time we finish. I love my finished. dad, yeah. and he's taught me many things. Yeah. But this side of life, I've never been taught. So wow. maybe you're the, the sort of DIY <laughs> dad I never uh, had.
4: This, this would amuse a lot of people because I'm terrible at DIY. Well, but yeah, it's start, all relative. I want to. <laughs> want hold whole advice for... <laughs> on how to take a cupboard off. <laughs> anyway, we're back tomorrow from one. We'll have the birthday spread. Oh, Andy no. Jacobs and Jeff Peters will join Come us. Uh, that's all coming up. Um, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.